Welcome to the Breadcrumb Trails podcast. We're your co-hosts, Gina, Danny, and Carol, and we're talking today with Amy and Tom. It's been over a year since we've chatted with them, so we're catching up and seeing what they've been up to. Welcome on in, enjoy the discussion, and Carol... Amy and Tom yeah. were your guests, so why don't you give us a little bit of background information on them? Alright, so Amy and Tom are... Uh, I actually met Amy in about 10 years ago in college, and we've remained friends ever since. And she's always been looking for somebody to share her love with. And she has kind of too big a personality, really, for us foreign Canadian guys. So she found she met Tom through um, a web chat, a team chat, and they hit it off really well and since then they've been in a relationship and eventually Tom has moved over from uh, the UK. Alright, so it has been over a year since we have talked to Amy and Tom because they were the very first guests that we ever that we ever interviewed for this podcast. So how are they doing how are they doing these days? What's up? What's new with them? Um, have they hit any snags that you know of? Like, what's going on with them? Oh yeah, so they have hit a few snags um, since then with their immigration, but the best part is since then, uh, they've actually gained Tom's, Tom's permanent residence, and Amy is actually on Skype if you want her to join in on this discussion. You know what? Let's bring Amy in, and let's see what Amy has to say. I, unless anybody here has any objections. No. Alright, let's go ahead and bring Amy into the call. Um, Carol, if you want to take care of that. We're going to have yeah. we're gonna have another individual on the podcast tonight, basically surprise guest. Amy, welcome on in. It has Hello. been quite some time since we've had a chance to sit down and talk with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been a long time. <laughs> and uh, you have been ever so patient, so thank you very much <laughs> for putting up with us. Um, yeah. How are you doing? Like, have you hit any snags? What's happened since we've talked to you? Well, oh my god, it's been a while since we've talked. Well, as Tom is now a permanent resident, after September of 2019. Yay! Permanent resident since 2019? <laughs> yes. Yes! <laughs> So he, uh, we hit a few snags there, but I mean, it was great that we got it, which opened up a lot more doors for, for job-wise and everything, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, then maybe a month after that, he got a job, <laughs> a full-time, in October, yeah, a month after, a full-time job with Loblaws Limited at the distribution center here in Regina. Nice. So, <laughs> we had, after we got the permanent residence, we had to do a whole bunch of other things, like get him a health card, get him some benefits. Um, so we got a lovely little piece of paper saying that, yes, he is a permanent resident. Yes, he can do this, but we cannot submit that. Couldn't submit that as our claim to his permanent resident. We had to wait for his permanent resident card. So that was a big major snag. <laughs> that kind of thing. So that was one of the biggest frustrating parts was actually getting him his health care and getting him be able to get something as simple as the influenza vaccine that we're so used to getting and yeah. just going and getting it free. 
You couldn't get that without that health card. <sighs> oh, that so that's brutal. Totally didn't think of that. Totally did not think of that. Well, and the only reason we thought of it is because I have to get it with my job. So it was, mm -hmm. has to get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm bringing home. I don't know if other people have different strains of influenza on him. So I had to go and get him a card. <laughs> Fun stuff. Before we start. So, um, I don't know if anybody else has any questions, but I, I know one of the pressing things with me is, like I said, it's been a while since we've chatted with you. So what has been your favorite part of, of everything that's happened over the last year and a bit? And what has been your least favorite? I guess one of the good things about this is that we were kind of shocked and talked back because we talked back when. We had to go to the fast in like interview I guess you can call it so a two and a half hour drive from where I am to the immigration center for what was it like an hour an hour wait for a five minute conversation hi Tom <laughs> he's hiding over in the corner and making him prop his foot up yep no it's all good <laughs> oh he rolled his ankle still and now he rolled his ankle yep oh what the heck, Tom? I mean, to be fair, that's better than me. In December, I actually broke my leg. Yeah, we heard that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was the big thing is how short of the process it was. I mean, <laughs> initially when we got the application back the first time and sending it, it was a total of six months by the time we got that approved. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. We were quite impressed. We were anticipating about a year. <laughs> That's impressive. So six months, and they say once you do an inbound application, that process was actually quite shocking. And then, you know, it was about a week or so since we got back. Maybe it was a little longer, two weeks since we got the card. I think it was a week. But anyways, two to three weeks, we got his permanent resident card, which was nice. So again, that was a lot more things that we could easily you know, like I said, get the health card, get his, get a doctor's appointment. That was the big thing we needed, the doctor's appointment. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then apply for my benefits, for his benefits. You know, every little thing is kind of entertaining to see, oh, we actually needed that card and what the dog. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was very, very good that it was a short amount of time, so we were kind of happy and you know, we don't have immigrations knocking on our door saying, hey, you have to go back to UK. <laughs> so, so I'm grateful. Out of all the, uh, out of this entire process, uh, uh, the second part to that is what was the, your least favorite thing about all of this? Oh my God. I think the least favorite thing was just the unknown, the waiting. That was killing me because any other process that you could do on there, on the government website, you could see, for example, like, my firearm safety, I can see where exactly in the process it is. Yeah. Whereas the immigration, you can't see anything. Like, One would think that they would probably, that they would try and keep that updated as much as possible. But what's even funny, so before we actually sent the application in, we had to send for an extension on his visitor visa. So his visitor visa extension had to go to Edmonton. The actual immigration had to go to Ottawa. So it was... <laughs> Whoa. It, it, they do that for security purposes. Yeah. Okay. I, so I, no, it was 
it was weird. I can see that. Still, it, it seems convoluted, but I can understand why. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was the least. I think the least favorite is okay. Where are we? Yeah. What are we doing? Is someone? And there's always one of those things that you know, and we were pre-warned that if someone's having a bad day or if they had a fight with their spouse, your application could land on their desk and you could be rejected. So it was like, uh, okay, the more information we put in there, the better. So I'm gonna plat uh, I'm gonna pass the floor over to my co-hosts. All right. So I I heard that Tom has had a few run-ins with our healthcare system. Tell us about your experiences. <laughs> Especially it's relevant during this COVID time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, currently we're kind of dealing with a healthcare issue right now. Um, Tom texted me on the 27th of April at the noon. When the, what? 2.30. 2 o'clock anyways, he texted me saying he wasn't feeling very well. So I was kind of, uh-oh, what's going on? He told me that he was busy and short of breath. Well, me working in the healthcare system, short of breath kind of is one of the signs people. Yeah. So, okay, we'll go home. I, I should sit in the car for a bit and then when I can leave, drive to the hospital and we'll go home. He told me that after he was sitting for a while, he felt a little better. Okay, well, maybe are you dehydrated or are you not? He drank a lot of water, drank a lot of Gatorade. The next day, we ended up calling into his work to call in sick because he was still quite weak. He, uh, his course they had to do through the whole screening thing like anything else we have to do it as well have you been anywhere in the last 14 days fever everything right the normal conversation that you have to have for covid yeah <laughs> this whole pandemic started it's a whole new normal um ended up having to call what we call our healthline 811 mm -hmm. and have to go through questions well according to their algorithm he was having a cardiac arrest which I looked at him and went, yeah, no, you're not having cardiac arrest. You're, uh, you're talking, you're walking, you're doing fine. But the nurse even said, we just have to follow our algorithm and not put it safe. So with that, we ended up going to emergency on her, knowing that this is what we had to do. So we went to emergency. Of course, I couldn't go in. So this was really hard for me, especially as a healthcare person, knowing you have what test to ask for and what to look for. Yeah, it was hard for him not knowing what was going on either. Yeah. All they really wanted to do was COVID testing. But the regulations state that it has to be 48 hours on test to have the positive test. Yeah. So he said, you know, we're going to hook you up the ECG. We're going to do x-ray. We're going to do blood work. That all came back normal. So swab in the nose, swab in the back of the throat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, x-rays came back crystal clear. ECG, he texted me at one point going, according to ECG, I'm dead. <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck? Okay. Yeah, you know, you don't tell someone who's been bawling their eyes out for this vlog in the car that you're dying. <laughs> uh, to, to, to be fair, from what you said, he didn't say he was dying. He said he was dead. So anyways, the ER doctor would not give him an inhaler short of breath. I know what it's like to be short of breath and I was frustrated because I think, and this is just the ongoing joke with the whole eye center that I work with, that we've all had COVID in January. <laughs> just saying. So I know what it's like to be short of breath when he's, you know, what he's doing. Yeah. I ended up getting an inhaler from my family, from our family doctor, I should say. 
And then after the weekend, we went back to see him because I was wondering the dizziness if it was in our ear. A little bit of background on Tom. Since he was born, he's had calcification around his left eardrum. We went to talk to our family doctor and he kind of was wondering if that had something to do with it. Did it, is the calcification growing? Is it pushing on something? Is there fluid buildup? We're not sure. So the game plan with our family doctor, start with the noggin. The lovely little corn stall, there's not much up there for him other than hair. More hair. <laughs> um, if that comes back all good, then we're gonna go to the chat, the heart. If that comes back good, then we go see an internalist and on and on and on. Try Tom on beta histamine. Yeah. Now, I've been on them. They're a wonderful drug when you need them. But they weren't making a difference at all. They were in fact making Tom more nauseous. And over the weekend before we went to go see the doctor again, he was complaining that he was hot, that he was having a hot flash, that he was a woman going through menopause. <laughs> So after that, the doctor decided that no, fan histines are not going to go. Put him on some antibiotics as a thermized to draw bad, just in case maybe there is a bit of infection in that ear. So that did nothing. Um, then he ended up sending a letter to our ENT while we were waiting, saying that we've done all this. And the ears, note, throat specialist that he wanted, well, he wanted the ears, note, ears, throat, nose specialist. Trying to say that as a wanted him to give a CT and then an MRI. So last Monday, Tom received a letter from our lovely healthcare saying that he is has booked a CT scan for July 3rd. Yay for one step happening. <laughs> I know it's quite a bit, but as a step in the right direction while we wait. It's not an urgent matter, but it's... So yeah, that was our running in. Thankfully, Tom's company that he works for has suggested going on short-term disability. I asked you a question last time we sat down and had a chat. You know, if you had to do everything all over again, would you? And I want to pose that question to you again, just to kind of gauge your reaction. Um, I think I totally would do it again. I mean, I've learned a lot. Most of my family have said they've never seen me this happy before, so obviously I did something right. Carol <laughs> knows all about my failed relationships, so... <laughs> Seriously, her relationship story could kind of actually... It doesn't... It's not a Grey's Anatomy, great soap opera, but... Um... A lot of flights and a lot of, you know, trying to figure out time zones. I got pretty darn good knowing what time it was there when it was here. And... Yeah, I feel oh, your pain. I, I seriously feel your pain. You did a lot of Skype calls. I think that, I think if we had to pay for Skype, I'm pretty sure it would be like a really thick looking bill. <laughs> or there would be a lot of, a lot of letters involved, a lot of snail mail involved. I, I know you said um, when you guys were doing the Skype thing, you know, you'd call each other at night and you'd actually fall asleep on the calls and there were a lot of like 12 hour calls between the two of you. Yep. So, okay, so let me pose you another question yep. just following that train of thought then. If you had to do this all over again, would you change anything? We, you know what, that's funny. We've talked about this quite a bit, actually. If we had to change anything, we wouldn't have rushed everything like we did. Mm -hmm. um, the wedding ceremony was very, very last minute, like two days. 
minute. Um, <laughs> and I think me actually going there a few more times and reassuring his mom to not hate me <laughs> in the beginning would be totally different. Um, it worked out in my favor when I went to visit. Um, <laughs> she keeps commenting like, I'm the daughter she's never had and she's so happy. I remember she gave you her tiara for her, her heirloom. And her wedding delivery. Yeah. Any questions from Danny or Carol before I ask my next, my next one? Actually, I have a question for the group. What's up? Excluding Amy because I know Amy's, I know everyone knows the answer to Amy's question, to this question. But have you two had a long-distance relationship, and how did it work out? And, like, looking back on it now and comparing it to Amy and Tom's relationship, what do you think about long-distance relationships? My first relationship was long-distance. I was in Calgary, and he was in uh, Wandering River, eventually Sherwood Park. So that's about a three-hour drive, about 300k away. Um, things were going well while we were long distance. Once we moved in together, that's when things started to unravel really badly. It happens quite often, I found out. Uh, it's because, you know, when you're talking at a distance, you're kind of a different person than if you're actually living together, always in each other's faces, and kind of finding out each other's quirks. It's... The relationship ended very badly. Amy could vouch for that. I was at her place crying, you know, puddles. And I'm pretty sure there's still a stain on her desk from me crying a puddle right there. You can probably see it right there. <laughs> but currently I'm engaged in a long distance relationship with someone from the Netherlands. And I don't know how it's going to work out right now. We're taking it day by day. I was meant to visit him in April, but then COVID hit, and yeah. the Rona ruined the plans, and rained on that parade, and crashed a plane, and drowned a plane, and everything else. Even crashing and destroying things. So I've actually been in three long-distance relationships. Uh, the first one was my first serious relationship, and I was with that individual for two and a half years. The second one was. Apparently not memorable at all. Oh, oh, ouch! Because I can't remember a day. I remember. I, I remember who it was. I can't remember an actual thing about the relationship. And the third one, I actually went and spent a month in Indiana um, with the person. It was uh, part of a poly relationship, and they paid my way down and my way back, and put a roof over my head while I was down there. Uh, needless to say, none of those relationships actually worked out, but if not for long distance, I would not be with the person that I'm currently with, even if it was just a friendship in that in that respect. Because, I mean, we started out, the person that I'm with at the moment, we started out chatting in a chat room, like an IRC chat room, which is internet relay chat, like old school chat program. Um, we were both part of the same chat room. We started talking. We, we talked for about six months and then I was like, so I'm moving to either Alberta or I'm moving to Toronto. I'm moving to Edmonton or I'm moving to Toronto, one of the two. And the deciding factor for me at that point was how I was getting in from the airport. And Joel was like, I'm going to go pick you up at the airport. I, or I can arrange to pick you up at the airport. It was like, cool, looks like I'm moving to Edmonton. So he picked me up. 
you know, we hung out, we did the friends thing for a bit, and then we actually stopped talking for about a year. And after about a year, I was having a really rough time, and I messaged him to come over for a bonfire, and pretty much the rest is history. Adorable. And I've been with him now since 2010, so 10 years. Nice. That's so cute. So, I mean, it wasn't a long-distance relationship per se, but it was a long-distance friendship, mm-hmm. which but turned into something more. Yeah. <laughs> same situation with me i'm like oh it probably won't happen next you know he's he's my my guy's asking me out for valentine's day and i'm like oh you're not here come on <laughs> and he's like um here's my boarding pass and i'm like ah oh, you can photoshop that no big deal oh uh, here's a reservation to a restaurant ah oh, you can make a reservation then cancel it within 24 hours come on even six hours who cares come on and it's like, uh, that poor fucker. I, I always keep telling you, Carol, you're taking a page out of my book. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> How has your relationship changed now that Tom has magically appeared? Magically? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's changed, other than that we beat on each other. Physically <laughs> now. So, um, is yeah. that why his ankle is rolled. Uh-huh. I don't think it's changed a lot. I think we've grown with the distance we are stronger and now he knows when I'm in a, a snuggly as fuck mood. <laughs> so to speak and I don't want to be in a snuggly as fuck mood. Um, but I mean he's grown with stronger. I think he, he knows when something's wrong and I don't say anything. He'll be like, okay, what's really wrong? Nothing. Don't fucking worry about it. No, there's nothing bugging you. <laughs> kind of deal, right? Yeah. So he's got that, I know what's wrong, tell me already kind of deal. So I think, I think it's, I don't know, maybe growing stronger and more affectionate. That's good. Okay. So the last question, at least the last question on my mind at the moment is, if you had, or if you could give advice to somebody who may be looking at this in the future, what advice would you give to them? Do your research on- yeah, do your research on entering Canada. Um, do your research on exactly what is needed. Um, definitely one thing is don't reach out to immigration. So as much as they're supposed to be, immigration goes ahead and they'll just say, look on the website. Take your time to thoroughly read everything. I know I got pissed off at the point where I was fed up and ready to throw in the towel because I was so stressed out and I didn't understand anything. Yeah. Um, but if you need help, I mean, we're willing to help anyone that is, is unsure about it. That's very nice of you. Evidence is, is crucial to have that. Um, I don't think... We kind of struggled when we realized we had to put 25 pictures. We're like, wah! Where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) So, what I'm hearing from you is photographic evidence is key here. Yeah, so a few examples is uh, escape rooms. Uh, Amy and Tom went to a lot of escape rooms, and at the end, they always take a picture. Did we escape? Did we not? Yeah. And they actually sent those pictures in and kept a receipt from the escape room for example or any weird tourist sites yeah it's i can't stress enough like like i said even just simple as i kept all my little cards when you get flowers i kept all those cards and i put the date as soon as i got the flowers i put the date if it wasn't a date on there my ring 
The ring I got resized. I kept that receipt. Rings I got him for Christmas. Kept that receipt. I even kept to the point of when I shipped parcels over to him, I kept those receipts. Wow. You know, just says. Yeah, every little. Even if you think it's stupid and you have someone that's going through it and being like, yeah, this doesn't need in here. You know, we had that. We had someone, I went, okay, I don't know what receipts. I'm overwhelmed. How do I do this? He goes, oh, you, you don't need that. You don't need, you can do this. Do you have a picture that matches this? Okay, great. We'll use that. You know, it's simple little. It's the little things that matter. Receipts and things like that instead of actually hanging on to them. You can, yeah. I, what we've actually done is because some of our receipts are being are starting to fade. Is actually we've scanned them onto pieces of paper to keep that evidence there. Nice. Um, um, that's another thing I can't stress about when doing the application is always, 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 always make sure you have a copy for yourself. Because when we had the application, when we had the application sent back, it was all yeah mixed up and screwed up. So then you had to try and put it back into place. So having that second copy, it's like, okay, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. Yeah, and they will, they, if you're missing one thing, they won't just send that little section back saying you need to add this in there. They will send your whole application back. Oh, it was one of those, like, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, it was, it was frustrating when we got to that point. Yeah. But I mean, and once it was out of our hands and I sent it on, I sent it with a tracking number and a signature so I knew that it got there. So then I was like, okay, I can breathe. <laughs> I can relax now about this. So that's, yeah, evidence is, is key, very key for that. Well, I'm out of questions. <laughs> okay, well, like I said, that's it for me, for questions for me. Uh, Carol, do you have anything else? Nope, nothing at all. Danny? Nope. Okay. So, I know it's been like, I, I know it's only been a short while. It has been it has been an absolute blast catching up. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And there may come a point later on where we want to kind of do a check-in with you again and see how things are going, if you have no issues. I don't have issues with that, do you? Tom shaking his head, no. I can't guarantee when that will be or even if we will do it but if it comes up later on down the line I'd like to keep that uh, I'd like to keep that open so uh, thank you very much for showing up today <laughs> like thank you for I guess volunteering yourself to, to come on like it, it's been a it's been a blast <laughs> yeah I yeah it's been a wild ride for us, actually, this whole experience, but I mean, I wouldn't change it for this. Just a quick editing and post-production note for those of you that are listening to the podcast on a regular basis. You know normally we like to put out decent quality content. Unfortunately, due to things like coronavirus, you know, COVID-19, and the quarantine that's been happening, we have been unable to use our soundproof booth and our microphones that we normally use so the last few episodes the quality hasn't been great and i do sincerely apologize for that unfortunately there's only so much that we can do especially seeing as two of us are students and one of us is not a media major we would like to thank you for sticking around and listening and we would like to thank you for your continued support with this podcast it means the world to us it has not been easy to function for the three of us in this, I guess, post-COVID world, and we are doing the best job that we can. But with the technology available to us at the moment, there's only so much that we can do. Once again, 
We'd like to thank you for your continued support and patronage, and we want you to know that we look forward to continuing to put out these episodes for you. We really enjoy making them, and we hope you enjoy listening to them. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Breadcrumb Trails podcast. I'm Gina. I'm Carol. And I'm Danny. And we're joined by Amy and Tom. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. <laughs> <laughs>